Hello and welcome to Lifetime Uncorked, the podcast where we discuss your favorite made-for-TV movies. Whether you love to hate watch or hate yourself for loving them, wear a glass of your favorite cocktail and join us. I'm your host, Patrick Serrano, and my guests today are... I am Drew Current. Maureen Watson. And I am Ron Watson. Hooray! Yay! Yay! Oh, we're I, here. We're here, and the Watsons are here. Yes, we are. The old Watsons. <laughs> Present. Yes, my married friends. Uh, not my only married friends, but probably my first married friends, I think. And we're not boring old married friends. No, you're fun married friends. You brought your own to-go wine cups today. We did. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, I also might have done their ceremony, uh, Universal Life oh, Church. Oh, True. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know about that. We're, not, we're both... Uh, we're both ministers. We're both Minister- I, I chose Reverend. Yeah, Reverend, Reverend yeah. Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, yeah we're, we're pretty into the Universal Life Church. We're devout <laughs> Universal Life Church. Yeah. Church. <laughs> One of my faves. One of my fave churches. The tax write-offs are amazing. Yeah, and it's, it's also <laughs> fake. <laughs> Kinda. No. no, it's not. It's not you fake. get a card and it's, you get a certificate. I said that wrong. It's not fake. It's just not a religion. That is true. My right. mom actually said, are you guys really married? <laughs> oh, really? I'm not quite sure. I go, eh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, you so are. So we may technically not be married. Oh, How no. long did the certification <laughs> oh, no, take, legit. Patrick? Uh, I just applied online. It was so easy. Yep. Yeah. I didn't even have to call anybody or talk to anyone at mm-hmm. all. You just They're like, are you a person? And you're like, uh-huh. I don't even think you need to be a person. You could just put anything in. Yeah, that's true. It's just a website. Yeah, so you don't even have to be in person. <laughs> I would have loved if my dog married me. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. That would be great. Um, but it was me, a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of humans, we have some humans in these movies we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, there Allegedly. Are mm-hmm. uh, today <laughs> we are talking about Christmas Next Door. We are coming down to the last few movies, guys. We're doing it. It's happening. Uh, the movie stars Jesse Metcalf, who you might know from... Desperate Housewives from oh. what was it? What was the John thing? Tucker Must Die is the movie with Ashanti, yes. Mm-hmm. And then the, his co-star in this is Fiona Gubelman. Who Goobleman. didn't you say, Ron? She was in an episode of something. Her IMDb said she was in an episode of um, The League, a show that we both watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't recall her from it, but she's. I've Not, seen every episode. I don't recall her from this movie, so that's fine. <laughs> very forgettable. Yeah. Very forgettable. Oh, I thought her and her sister were very pretty. They wore a lot of makeup. Everyone's pretty in these movies. But no mm-hmm. one is ugly. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, nobody's ugly. Were they sisters or lovers? Mm, they were sisters, but let's jump into <laughs> it. Uh, so we have April and Eric and their new neighbors. So they live like two houses away, so they're not actually neighbors. I got to jump in. Yeah. Did that Because the you? logistics <laughs> in this movie is a major issue. Right. At one point, she says he lives two houses down. Yes. Then at one point, he knocks over some, some decorations in his neighbor's lawn and she claims they're hers. Mm-hmm. He also then walks her across the street at one point. Oh, oh. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just inconsistent, inconsistent but uh, the location cherry, or whatever it is. The cherry on that Sunday is they can hear each other through his wall. Yes. Yeah, that was something weird, too. We like, were very confused about that. Are they like, houses? 
their yes, houses. Like big Separate houses. houses. Yeah. Like a suburban neighborhood. Not row houses okay. or like townhouses or anything like that. It's like little houses on the hillside. <laughs> little houses. Whatever. These are just the last one. These are the ones where like the director's just like, huh? We don't care. They're like, sir, this is kind of weird. I don't fucking care. Just get yeah. the fucking We literally down. filmed yeah, this it, yesterday. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it is very strange and even stranger. Um, Eric is like a, a sport. He drives a sports car and he's like a dude, right? Yeah. So he's we, a total dude, bro. And I'm glad I have Ron here because Ron is a dude that I know. Um, <laughs> Let me jump in. The very first shot is him driving a Corvette, which is a fiberglass sports car. A red in Corvette. The, red. In the middle of winter, though. Okay. With the top down? No, the top was not down. But his oh. windows but, were rolled down. And but he had you do not glasses. drive a Corvette in the winter because it's fiberglass. Even the slightest slip and ding into another car ruins it. Yeah. So you don't drive that in the winter. Yeah. Well, also, also the you, introduction to him is he's got his window down, like catcalling his neighbors, making fun of their their Christmas decorations. <laughs> but if you're this dude, you fucking ride you ride that Corvette anytime you want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. He is like a dude, and it, they do this whole thing at the top. Usually, we get the exposition at the top, right, Drew? So, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. instead of that, we get a, a cut scene, like intercut. The females are decorating or like in a like catalog Christmas thing, talking about mm-hmm. their exposition. And Eric, uh, the the girl's name is April. Eric mm-hmm. is with his dude bros, and they're like. Uh, watching sports and it's like the most awkward man dialogue because they're like oh my wife's uh you know uh cooking a, a yam i don't even know what they were saying <laughs> cooking a yam or whatever well, but they they were all so very weird. excited because clearly he's like the cool single guy that has a really nice house and they could go hang out there and then they all have like a wife and kids and they're all like oh yeah we come here to drink beer and like have fun and get away from our family mm-hmm. yeah and and they're like oh this is where we were going to play poker or whatever like so awkward and strange it was like very heavy handed dialogue but like trying to show gender roles maybe <laughs> yeah. yes and in yeah. <laughs> doing it they very awkwardly made a misogynist joke about his guacamole Oh, when they uh, said, okay. "Oh, you're gonna make a great housewife one day," uh, as hmm. a male I, huh. who, who does the cooking in my household, good guacamole and makes and amazing salsas. guacamole, <laughs> really good green salsa. I was I was personally offended by this. I, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm 2017, offended. almost 2018. We can yeah. make guacamole, men. Might might I don't say, be afraid to make guacamole. You guys are dude, re- both really good at snacks, like for parties. Very good, very good cook snack cooks. Thank you, Patrick. Yes. <laughs> Buffalo chicken dip. You got all that, all that shit. Buffalo, Buffalo chicken, chicken dip. dip. You do snacks well. That's my favorite. Chips. Okay. You bring chips like a motherfucker. Don't forget the dips. Chips yeah. and dips. Chips. I could live on and chips and dips. And chicks. But, you know, speaking of cooking, Eric is a cookbook writer or some type of writer of like life advice type of thing. Maybe like men's health, but a book. Yeah. So I think he writes like as a bachelor like how to live your life as a bachelor and how great it is to be a bachelor but then and he wrote some books but then he randomly wrote a cookbook yeah like how to cook as a bachelor yeah the best part of the bachelor cookbook a little later spoiler alert they show you the cover of it and he randomly has a mustache (laughs) on that cover (laughs) sure just about that and just in general guys uh i i had to look up jesse metcalf to see how old he is because he's like 
uh, over 40. Like, mm-hmm. and he's playing like these young men. He looks on, amazing. On Desperate Housewives, he was like 30. Really? Yeah. Can you see? It, wow. like, I, I said to Ron, I'm like, he kind of looks old. He looked like Eddie Munster with his like yes. hair. He had his hair grown grown back, slicked back. He has like a widow's peak. Yeah, he's like, got that widow's peak. Eddie Munster all the way. Uh, so we talk about women's appearances. We're not discriminating because this man looked like a little plastic surgery had happened. Mm-hmm. Little hair plugs maybe or hair dye for Absolutely. sure. I, I definitely said several times he has terrible hair. Horrible. Just shave your head. Like it would look so great. But, you know, he's trying to do that long slick back thing. Anyways, so April's sister, or in Ron's opinion, lover. Uh, <laughs> there were just some weird, awkward moments between the, very, the two of them. The very early them. scenes I were a little awkward. I think that might just be bad acting. Maybe. Yeah? Yeah. They're so like, the bad, I think so. In a bad. Lifetime movie? The bad acting. I disagree. <laughs> a Hallmark movie. The bad acting well, made apologies. them look like it were, like, incestual? Is no, that how bad the I didn't. Acting was? No, I mean maybe maybe if you're if that's what you're reading, but oh. I didn't get that. I just found them like very review that very that like shrill and no no no. Uh, so she's like pushing her April to audition for this violin position and position I role. Well, apparently they're both in the orchestra or play or she plays in the orchestra. The sister does, and she wants April to audition to play in the orchestra. Yeah, and. At- at one point, you see a shot of the New York skyline, and then you randomly hear them say, the Philharmonic, but oh. then they use different terms later on, so it's all a little jumbled and okay. confusing. So, so nothing's yeah. really adding up, but basically, she wants to uh, audition to play the violin in some orchestra, and she can't because she gets the hiccups. Yeah, so she gets nervous, apparently, and she starts hiccuping while she's auditioning. And, like, if you have a violin, you have to, like, hold it in your thing, and, like, you're playing, like, the thing. I'm trying. I'm demonstrating with my hands very poorly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, like, if you hiccup, then you might drop your violin, probably. Yeah. I right? mean, I think you could hiccup and still jam out some tunes. It's not like you're using your breath. It's not like, like a, a... A hiccup doesn't make you lose control of your entire, like... Body, right? I mean, mine does. Don't, mine does. I don't, I've never played uh, yeah, a violin. I, so yeah, I don't know. I do question that writing approach where they're just like, <laughs> the hiccup is going to mess up you playing the violin. It doesn't affect your hands. Yes. Yeah, so maybe she hiccups very strongly. <laughs> uh, so, well, we don't ever see her actually hiccup. So that's no, that's says, true because I doubt the actress could convincingly hiccup on command. I don't think she could do it. <laughs> that's a very good point. She'd probably be like, hiccup. Yeah, that's what. Hiccup. <laughs> hiccup. Like, no, 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 uh, whatever the fuck. What was her name? Oh, no, no, Fiona. We no, want Fiona. you to hiccup, not say hiccup. Fiona Goobleman. She's like, I'm trying. Hiccup. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, so <laughs> she works in this fancy restaurant, and here's where they're going to meet Drew. Okay. Uh, so he, he, Eric, is. Uh, with his Canadian redheaded girlfriend sure. and they're like, you know, just like talking shit about April and how noisy of a neighbor she is. And she overhears them. So she's like playing, playing, uh, she's the playing violin, the violin, like at people's at tables, people's tables. So she goes like right up to their table <laughs> and plays the violin, like right <laughs> in their face. And she's like, can you hear that? Can you what? hear that? I bet you could. I bet you could hear that. And she, Bye. Works, she works there? She's like a server? So, yeah. She's, no, she's well, like the enter- paid entertainment. Yeah. So oh. the story is her sister's boyfriend owns the restaurant. You already lost me. 
Yeah. yeah. Sisters, her sister's yeah. boyfriend owns the restaurant, it but it's matter. like a fancy restaurant. And it's like, why do you have violin players? And then the sister's playing the piano and yeah. she's very weird. So she's okay. like super sassy on that. Yeah. My notes say she should have been fired about 10 minutes into that. I, right. I wrote about Bridget, the girlfriend. I said, thirsty bitch. I like her. Oh, I liked her too. <laughs> and I actually looked her up on Instagram because I was like, I just want to see what she's doing. She only has like <laughs> 300 followers. Like, Aww. I have more followers than her, and she's in a movie. Yeah, she, I like so her. So everyone go follow Bridget. I'm going to. I don't know what her name is. Do you is. know her name? <laughs> no. Nope. Her character's name was Bridget. Her character's name was Bridget, and she was very good in this movie. Because um, she she played, like, the character that's, like, so over kids and, like, does not care. Yeah. Uh, she, so. I wrote, she's me. Bridget is me. <laughs> well, you have red hair. You could be a Canadian I know. Uh, actress. I could totally a Cana- be a Canadian The Canadian actress. red-headed friend, mm-hmm. which is a, a trope in these. So moving along, I'm just going to jump around here. Um, So there's like a snowstorm that happens. And oh, right. Because there's a whole side plot where with the kids or it's not even a side plot. It's a huge plot point. But it's the entire plot. I didn't fucking care. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't got to the plot yet. So Eric has a sister. Her name's Anna, and she's stuck in Norway with her with husband. With her super Canadian husband. Yes. Yeah, the, the husband's accent was so jarring, it, it pulled me right out of the movie. I think he was actually wearing, like, one of those Canadian, like, outfits with, like, the tall boots and, like, the red vest <laughs> thing and, like, a big hat. Is that a Mountie? They're, they're called Mounties. <laughs> oh, there you go. I knew somebody would know. He was a Mountie. He was a Mountie, but not really. <laughs> anyway, so they can't come home, so the Eric's mom is like, what am I going to do to make my son be more responsible i'm gonna pretend to have the flu and pass these kids off to him so she like calls him she's like i'm sick <laughs> uh can you watch these kids and, and and she literally fake coughs like that yeah like 10 times oh <laughs> i just like, nailed my hallmark audition <laughs> yeah nailed it uh so then he has to take the kids and they're like freaking out that his house isn't decorated and he's like uh well okay what do you want to do they're like well let's go get a tree so and, and just to jump in real quick he is firmly anti-christmas for some very personal reasons we'll we'll hear about momentarily well, oh, I bet, but, yeah i bet his, I but bet his the reason died. though well so guess. initially like his mom kept saying oh you're jinx you're jinx yes. for christmas that's why you hate christmas so the first thing i say to ron i'm like Oh my God! I bet you he killed his dad, or his dad died. Right? Like yeah. Not one. There is <laughs> no mention of the dad ever. But, no. But two, I I wrote down major plot twist because the mom just randomly drops Christmas jinx. Yeah, and enticing. And this is when you're thinking like, all right, here we go. Here we're gonna get all the this shit about <laughs> Christmas, or like in Gremlins when the spoiler alert when the girl's like, my dad died in the chimney. Yeah, oh that's like my favorite I twist. About yeah. that. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes give me some of that. Let's awesome. get let's get weird. No, no, no. I, w- I was hoping for a dark twist. Nothing, nothing Not like that. Enough. But and I will just say the first. So there were yeah. a couple reasons, but the first one was his car was stolen, right? Like on Christmas Eve yes, when yeah. he was so shopping. So with his, with his first book, he bought a, a he just has like a fancy car. sports car, uh-huh. and it was stolen. Oh God. On Christmas on Eve. Christmas so when Eve? he was shopping mm-hmm. for presents. So that's the first change. So he hates Christmas because mm-hmm. of that. Well, maybe he shouldn't have waited to the last minute to do the shopping. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, speaking of shopping, uh, they go shopping because Eric only buys gift, gift cards as gifts. Mm-hmm. So he's like mm-hmm. a person who gives gift cards. Makes sense in 2017. Cool. I mean, who Save buys time. gift cards? Nobody. But yeah, so the kids are like, to places uh, and buys we do. Gift card, <laughs> oh, you do? Like, yeah. you do, no, we, do you, we buy it on, online. Yeah, you get yeah. it online oh, yeah. or you like, you go to the one stop shop 
fucking disc where he's like, well, right. I'm going to go get a an Olive Garden. I got to go exactly. to Olive Garden could, to get that. You like, could no, go you to, don't, no, no, you, you could can go to like Mariano's everywhere. or Jewel. In fact, like, or Target. In fact, go to an Olive Garden. This, and are I they dare paying you to for the sponsorship? Uh, <laughs> no, but if anybody would like to sponsor the podcast, please hit us up at what's our email? Oh, you can just hit me up at oh. Drew at universehead.com. Pay us money. Anyways, so yeah, so the kids are like, let's go shopping because we need to buy gifts or we need like glitter and paper because we make our own gifts. Yes, they, they made yeah. their own gifts. Which is cards. terrible. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want a gift card and I don't want something you made with glitter and, and construction paper. Well, okay? and I feel like they come from a pretty rich family. Like the parents are in Norway, like for a conference and. I don't know. So really, Wait, why are parents? they, or, or the his, kids' the, parents? His yeah. sister. So his sister. So I'm kind of like, gotcha. why are they making gifts? So I mean, come on. Very strange. So they go shopping, and then of course, who's there? April's there, and she like helps him like find a gift. And does she like? Is this? They're oh, blurring the together necklace. for me. But yeah, the necklace. So she's like, I love this necklace. And he's like, cool. I'll, I'll buy it for my mom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she says, buy it for your mother. That would be great. And then he said, but here, try it on. And then she tries it on and he's like, it looks so beautiful on you. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. And so then he's like, well, maybe you should buy it for yourself. And he goes, she's like, no, I've bought myself too many things already. Yeah, And then he he awkwardly says, well, maybe that someone special could buy it for you. Yeah. Who's not him? Someone else. (laughs) You know, that's what he. Oh no! Oh, yeah. not me! Did you think it's it was, a oh, lot? No, no, no. It's a else. lot of yeah. awkward. Yeah, yeah. I'm dating that redhead over there. Who's by the way? She the the Canadian redhead girlfriend yes. is now Bridget. in line with his niece and nephew, waiting for them to sit on Santa's lap. Yeah, she hates the kids, but then she's stuck with the kids while he's having a romantic like. Uh, like tryst with April, in, and this whole thing is taking place in like an outside little market. So they're yeah at at no point are they further than what a hundred feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. So then they go ice oh, skating, okay. and April admits that she's read his books and she like knows who he is, and then she gives him like advice for like what he could do to be a better writer, which all writers love advice like that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what? Uh, he says he hates Christmas again. Uh, oh, wait, then it, we find out this, the second. Is, I think this yeah, is the, the big second, reveal. Second, this is oh, the no, this reason. is the big reveal. Yeah, so, so go the ahead, second Mo. reason he did say he fell off a ladder, um, and that was the other jinx. Yeah, yeah, a little earlier he did mention yeah. he fell off a ladder while decorating a Christmas tree. Wow. And he doesn't say if he like broke a leg, but he hurt himself. Yes. I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So now the big reveal that he's telling April, because she's like, why do you hate Christmas so much? I just don't understand. She's so upset about it um, because, by the way, she loves Christmas and like her house is crazy decorated and like she's obsessed. Let me just interject. She loves Christmas so much. Her tree looks like shit for the record. Oh, so she likes it so much that her tree looks like shit. She just, Ron was very angry <laughs> yeah, about that. I, I don't get it. Very angry. The math doesn't add up, Drew. But you can like a you lo- mean but her like tree. a lot of things. <laughs> he basically said if she loves Christmas that much, she should have had a better tree. I know, it sound, I was like, <laughs> it was and she loved Christmas so much, much that her tree was a fucking mess. <laughs> yes. So what's the big reveal? Okay, about? so the big reveal. I is... have one big reveal right now. Oh, Uh-oh. about the uh, Bridget, who she is. Oh, oh yeah, who's wait, Bridget? Let's, let's Spoiler hear that. alert! 
Tara Yelland. Tara Yelland. She Everyone go follow Good Witch. Tara Yelland. Yeah, Good Witch. That's a Hallmark show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and but she's also in this uh, kind of fucked up show on Netflix called uh, Small Crimes. Oh really? Yeah. Is it a new show? Yeah. Oh cool. Ooh. I will check uh, that I out because it. I need to watch all the crimes, and I really liked her in this movie. And she, this one, this this lady, yeah, old old Tara, yeah, yeah. Follow her. Also, Tara, you're way more attractive than the main character. <laughs> yeah, she movie. was super hot. Yes, it's 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 not even close. Like by. I would say on a, like another ten points, yeah. exponentially, exponentially. And her Instagram is uh, pretty good. Like she like has good pics. Like you can tell like she's a cool chick. Like she's not like I'm in love with her already. Maybe she'll get a movie next year. Yeah, uh, and we I'm and rooting for her. She can hate kids on that one, and then they'll like sh- turn it around. <laughs> Anyways, so April gets courage uh, from Eric because he's like, "Hey Siri, how do you get over stage fright?" And Siri's like, wait, we skipped the big reveal. Oh, we didn't even do that part yet. No, no, okay. I did my Maureen, big do the big reveal. reveal. Okay, big we have reveal. to. So, big reveal. The reason Eric hates Christmases so much is that he was dating a girl that he was madly in love with, and on Christmas Eve he proposed, and she said no because she was in love with someone else. Oh, bummer. Wah, wah. And that's all we get. Yeah. She was in love with someone else. That's it. Oh, okay. But, you know. It's all you need, really, right? <laughs> guys, with this movie, that's that's the most you could ask for. Note to self, don't ever propose on Christmas Eve. I'm no. sorry. It's no, the worst. Just, uh, no you know, no drink at no, no or ma- whatever. No major holidays. Don't ever do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, because then you have to celebrate your anniversary, your engagement. An- do you guys celebrate an engagement anniversary? No. Oh, okay, I didn't know if that was a thing. Someone does, I'm sure. Uh, Definitely not. But if I don't you, think it's a thing. I just had if, to think for a second. You do, you, I don't remember when weird. we got engaged. <laughs> you're weird if you do Well, that. Well, great. It wasn't on Christmas Eve. I know that. No, it wasn't. Uh, so, yeah, he tells her to, to like audition and she goes to the audition and she like nails it. And then they go. And, and she played a Christmas song for her audition. Oh, and it is totally. Uh, what is that sister movie where the sister plays the cello all the time? <laughs> you know, uh, I do not know. No, don't okay. know what you're talking well, about. The cello sisters. The cello sisters. It's really good. Whatever <laughs> it is, one. but like you know, oh, when you you're like marbles. madly playing a string instrument and your hair is like flying all over the place, and it's just like that's basically what she did. Wait, can we just? Can I just say something? So while he was telling her about what she should do to like not be nervous and stop the hiccups, yes, Ron's like, you need to pause this, and I'm like, why? He goes. All right. If she was really auditioning for the orchestra, she wouldn't even like be in front of an audience. Like, and he gave this whole explanation of like <laughs> what you do when you audition for an orchestra. And I'm like, have you auditioned for an orchestra? I'm Supposedly, so when you audition for an orchestra, you're yeah. behind a curtain and they cannot see you. Oh yeah, I've heard and, that. And you walk out on a carpet so they cannot hear your footsteps because. They want to be completely unbiased. They just want to hear your performance. Mm-hmm. This is this is my understanding from the the couple of music classes I took in college. But, okay, um, I've heard this too, so I don't think it's not true. I right? I didn't this say totally I didn't fact. believe him. It just was really random, seems and it was funny of, that he's like, like, "You need to pause the movie because I need to but, tell you this." Well, so if she's auditioning, so pretend they you have to audition just as the same that you would have to in an acting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, even that though, you're not in front of like a crowd. Which no, in it, front it of was a no, crowd. no, it was three people. Which oh, they also oh, okay. show in her audition. It's three people. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in it a was, room, it was normal. That's about twelve by twelve. 
So they just they, they just the writer was like, I don't know, just they are in front of this. Judges. Literally was That's like cool. the writer just like, okay, just get to the beats. Um, just get to the just get to the the thing. So she auditions and then they go caroling and they sing "Joy to the World," our favorite song of the season, because uh, Hallmark has the license for that song and no other songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Eric's like kind of having fun, and then like they go to drop off the kids or something, and like the Bridget girls there. Oh yeah. And she, she, they're like breaking up. Right. But then they have like an amicable hug. Right. And a kiss on the cheek. He kisses her on the cheek. And okay. that's all that April sees. April she sees happens to look the at cheek. the kiss on the cheek and she's like, she's so mad. <sighs> Yes. Oh, so she storms off and starts giving him the cold shoulder. And he, well, he had just invited her back to his house to to watch a movie. Yeah, we and all then, know what that and means. Then and then Bridget was, Bridget on, was her... on the doorstep. Oh, right. To break up with him, but you're never going to just watch a movie, okay? Word to the wise. You're gonna also chill. Don't tell me we're gonna watch First Wives Club <laughs> and then not let me watch First Wives Club. Yeah, there was a, there was a line where. Um, I'm assuming that's what Where they were our watching. protagonist, Eric, says, maybe we could stay distracted together, which I wrote down as just code for sex. It is, because they can't say sex on Hallmark. No. Not allowed. Uh, so he's, like, all confused as to why she's, she's upset, and, like, his new manuscript gets accepted, and he's all excited. Uh, right, so he he changes his writing approach from this super bachelor bro writing, like April suggested, and now he's writing about the the bachelor who wants more. He wants to fall in love. He wants a wife and kids, have yeah. family and kids. And I wrote down the title. The title of the book kind is called Uncle Christmas. How- Sounds a bit rapey. That's what I said. I Wait, said creepy. There's, there's a there's a second part. Uncle Christmas. How Christmas heals the heart. Uh, Uncle it. Christmas? Uncle Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's creepy. creepy. So okay. remember, the whole plot Planet. of this movie turns on, on his niece and nephew melting the ice around his heart. Yeah, pretty much. And like, you know, they're grown ass kids. Yeah. Like, it took him a while. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're also way too old to still believe in Santa. But that's another point. Uh, Santa is real. How old are they? Uh, maybe like seven, eight. I fucking still did when I was seven. No, they're, they're definitely like... 11, 10. No, no, no. <laughs> they shouldn't have still believed in I Santa still, Claus. I Just still, saying. I would still believe in Santa I think Claus. I believed in Santa until probably like 11. Way too long. I'm Me sorry, too. guys. Well, and then I had to keep it going for my brothers. Joe, Santa is real. He still Santa believes. Is real. I, he still actually, believes. Yeah, I still believe in Santa Claus. Uh, but I would, I would be like <laughs> saying shit. I'm like, you hear that on the roof? Oh, you hear that little little brother? Uh, I, I hear Santa. He's coming. You better go to bed. You better go to bed, dude. Yeah. What, what accent was that? Uh, you just that's my. Uh, He's I from fin- Baltimore. Remember. I finished my coffee, uh, so now uh, <laughs> now I'm doing accents. <laughs> Anyways, <You're doing> <laughs> so yeah. then the whole family gets together. Uh, oh yeah, the for, like, sister and brother-in-law right? get home and they surprise him. Like, oh yes. my god, we showing up at your house? And he had already made an entire turkey. Well, because he has just that cookbook for him mm-hmm. and the two kids. <laughs> yes, he made point to mention he has a cookbook that none of his family have read. Right. Well, you know, his family hates him. Because uh, his mom pulled this whole scheme on him, and then she's like, "Oh, I felt I felt bad like the third day, but I just kept going with it." Because <laughs> so I needed you to be responsible and yeah. to grow up. Yes, the the mom was, for lack of a better term, shady. She was shady, and she was like, "No, no, didn't like her." Uh, and then April, oh, his whole family's like, "Oh, 
April's so great. You really like her. And it's like the equivalent of like Sex and City when Miranda tells uh, Big to like, go get our girl. Yes. It was so like that. And they're like, like, text her or go to her house. He's like, she's not home. She's working. (gasps) I know where she is. Yes. So that's a direct quote from the dialogue. He goes, She's not home. She's working. So <gasps> where, know. where do they go? Because I didn't write it down. The restaurant. The restaurant. Because oh. she was playing the violin. Yes. At the restaurant. And so he has the necklace, right? Yes. Yes. He does have the necklace. Oh, because My notes are back very for, minimal. For some point. reason, uh, April was helping the niece and nephew wrap presents while, the, uh, while Eric was meeting with his agent. Oh, yeah. And then... They say, oh, yeah, that necklace is for Bridget. Or no, April says, oh, I think that ne- I'm sure that necklace is for Bridget. And they're like, what the no, fuck I think is it's happening? for you. What the yeah. fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah there's, like, there's a rant. The necklace that the she tried necklace? on. Why was the necklace a thing? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. She tried it on earlier. Doesn't oh, it's, matter. Oh, it's doesn't that matter. Yeah, and she thought, yeah. and she I, thought, yeah. and she thought he it bought it for really the redhead. And yeah, it, it also okay. looks like I'm it costs done. about twelve dollars. Yes. Yeah, so where that's she loves the necklace, and he's like, you know, uh, maybe we're meant to be together. And she says, uh, you don't even write romance novels. And he's like, I'd rather live in one. They kiss <laughs> the end. Wait, and so, and then it went to commercial. But then I was like, oh, there has to be like something else so like I fast a, forward and all of a sudden I'm like oh wait there's more and Ron's like, like no 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 that's a new movie I'm yeah. like why did it just end like that it was so random if they and had, like if they had like if the Hallmark Cinematic Universe yeah uh gotta after, be a real after thing. after credit scenes like like in Marvel that'd be, that'd that'd be, be hilarious awesome. but there weren't even credits no it's just there, like it was a very random quick kiss and then it just cut to commercial no, and then the nothing. next scene was a new movie five people made this movie they don't right credits. yeah the credits aren't even worth mentioning yeah. um so guys on the podcast we except for tara's name I tara, tara follow tara uh we on the podcast rate these on a pour it up or put a cork in it what are we gonna do we'll start with ron I got to say pour it up. And Born why? Up. Okay. Any reason? Cuz it spoke to right directly to my heart. It was just a beautiful love story. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. It was uh it was just uh-huh. fun entertainment. It was it was meaningless, but it was kind of funny in a very ironic way, I guess you'd say. But I enjoyed cool. it. Good. Tight. Well, I will also pour it up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. I actually thought for being a Hallmark Christmas movie, it was actually kind of good. I mean, yeah. it had a decent actor. I mean, the acting was a little cheesy, but it was a pretty good story. Okay. So, yeah. You know, I'm blind. I'll blind pour it up because uh, of Tara. Brit- oh, Bridget. You should watch oh, it. I, th- I think Drew, Drew would love it. This is one you should watch. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Oh, no. Drew I'm not can't watch do that. that. I'm not gonna uh, do that. You're not allowed. Not allowed. I am going to put a cork in it. Uh, <gasps> no, no. I could tell you guys like this movie how much you were talking about it and all your notes. Like, guys, they have pages of notes. And I have like <laughs> to maybe be, to be five fair, paragraphs I... of notes. <laughs> And I write reviews about them. I take a lot of notes. <laughs> um, I love it. I love that you guys came prepared. Um, I'm putting a cork in it because, no, the gender, roles, the gender roles thing turned me off, like, right at the top. And then there was no getting me back because it was just, like, very slop together. Very sloppy, Hallmark. Slop. Sloppy. Yeah, I mean, it does, It like, I'm, I mean, I pour it up only because of uh, Bridget. 
Yes. In there. To, to be fair, Bridget, um, but, Bridget is a very good looking woman. And she did a good job. Yeah. She played her role very well. But it sounds... I wrote a lot I of would, notes about her. I would <laughs> put a cork in it also. Yes. Um, because everything you guys said confused the shit out of me. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was kind of all over. Drew's face the whole time was like, wait, I'm like, I am what? not I can't even like this. make fun of it. No, you can't. It's um, hard to even make fun of that. But well, because it, it wasn't like a typical like Hallmark movie where you it was so bad like you could make fun of it it was kind of just like a normal bad like a, acting movie just kind of a romantic yeah mo- it like, seemed like a yeah. normal movie oh, and, that and, took and, place yeah, at it's Christmas it's like a bad rom-com and by the way every time there was like a, a punchline April's character would like have this really terrible laugh oh, at it yeah. and I counted seven times where there was a punchline and she just kind of ha 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 it was Very terribly. It sounded just like that. Right. Well, you know, she can't hiccup on cue. How could she laugh on cue? Uh, so that wraps up our conversation about Christmas next door. But before we go, we have our favorite segment of this week and every week. What you say, Candace Cameron Bray. Yes. What you say, Candace Cameron Bray. Uh, we have a clip here. Seven days of staying stylish has gone into two weeks. And... Um, <laughs> God. Yeah, she did, she skipped she the know weekend. How to count. She was like she lost count. She has no idea what's going on, but she's trying. Um so I have a clip to play for you here and uh we'll talk about it after. It's a little longer. I might just stop it in the middle once you get the gist, but we'll see. 7 days of staying stylish. Are we on day 5 or day 4? No, Cameron. Anyway, I wanted to show you uh what I do for some of my quiet time whether that's in the morning or in the evening or just a pocket throughout the day. So I like reading devotionals. I have many that are old, new, favorites. Very fashionable. No. Uh, I like like showing all the books. Here's my, a newer journal that I just, this is a journal for me. Uh, so I'm not even halfway through, but yeah, I just, I started this one, uh, in the beginning of the year, but I really like journaling. I journaled last night. I do it a lot of times late in the evening and don't forget that journaling is also a form of prayer. So you can write everything oh, you want of course to God you gotta throw you in write God. down your prayer requests. I like going back through them over the years and checking them off when God has answered those. And it's amazing to see how long you you might have prayed for something. I can go back and sometimes I have prayers that he answered 10 years later. It's pretty amazing. Um, so anyway, that's part of what staying stylish is all about to me. Gotta take care of this first. So she wraps up, but she forgets like one So that's thing it for today's staying stylish tips. So I really hope that you'll grab the book because it's so much more than She's just pushing her book, promoting her book. And mm-hmm. I'll remember products. that. There's lots of stuff that gets right in here to the heart and the soul and the spirit. And that's the most important. Guys, I like didn't even share the most important one. <laughs> I just went back and watched all of the little videos. Um, it's this book. It's that holy Bible. That's the most important one. The Bible. Guys, of she course forgot. it's the most important she, one. She forgot, she forgot the, the Bible. Bible. It's very fashionable. <laughs> well, like, stylish. Like, she's talking about, it's like, well, it's seven days of being in stylish. In the beginning the of the stylish, she said, mm-hmm. 
not all of them are going to be beauty beauty tips. Oh, okay. They're going to be from the inside out. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, but what's hilarious is she goes through all these journals and like she then she plugs her book and then at the very end she's like, guys. <laughs> Oopsie. And, and it wasn't like right after. It was like, uh, you know, a while after she's like, like. basically I watched all my videos and I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, man, I, I totally oh, forgot that one. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I Bible. The Bible, though. Yes, the Bible. The Bible, 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 Bible. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you know, self-promotion first, Bible second. That's Candace Cameron Bray, guys. That's where she's coming from. Uh, because we all know she was not raised to be very religious. She found God later in life. Uh, yeah. Not before finding herself. Is that after she found the hockey player money, or uh, just, can you clear that up for me? I love, I love how actually, I love how she like, she doesn't. She said like, a, when when a prayer is answered, ten years, ten after, years later, you're like, her prayer was what? answered. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of God would let that happen? I, I mean, you know, and she's probably praying for something like really strange, like yeah. you know, to be ten pounds thinner like, or whatever. Eyes. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. I don't know. I want to oh, lose boy. fifteen pounds. <laughs> yes, and I finally got my prayer answered ten years later. There you go. I, I lost mean, fifteen pounds, and know. I got blue eyes. Wow. So that wraps up our discussion <laughs> about Christmas next door. Thank you, Ronimo, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And thank you, listeners, for checking back in with Lifetime Uncorked. We watch these movies so you don't have to, but if you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can follow me on social media at Patrick Miguel and the podcast at Lifetime Uncorked. Where can we follow you guys on social media? Or do you have a social media you'd care to plug? Or do you even give Now's a your shit. time. Go ahead. Uh, I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. you should. Your, your Twitter is fun. Oh, so yeah. I'm at Smitty Watson on both Instagram and Twitter. But I'll warn you, I only post pictures of my dog and, like, alcohol. Yeah, that's fine. That sounds great. Yeah. And I, I am on Twitter, r, yeah. r underscore Watsonian, but it's just pictures of my dog and talking sports talking stuff. shit about Michigan State basketball and football. Oh, cool. sports. Okay. Lots Drew. of sports stuff. Uh, I am uh, uh, Drew, but with pants on yes. Instagram. I don't care about Twitter at no. all. Um, and that I post... Uh, really mean things about my cat. There you go. So cats and what, dogs. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, but yes, check in with Lifetime and Court on the website, lifetimeandcourt.com, or drunk dial us 872-267-4117 and share your thoughts. Don't forget to read and review us on iTunes. Okay, bye. 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 bye.